The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. So much better than you. That's, that's a matter of debate. I, I'm just. I, uh, I mean, how long have you been listening to podcasts just out of interest? Um, Did you jump on the bandwagon straight away? No, I didn't. See, I still remember the days when I was getting podcasts by downloading them direct from websites. <coughs> no. It was none of this iTunes business. You had to do it yourself, you had to go searching for them. When Podcast Alley was still a thing. Yeah, I, I was a more recent introduction. Uh, I've only been listening to them for a few years, mostly th- through YouTube. <laughs> oh, like Which kind of defeats the purpose. Just a bit, yeah. Um, okay, so do you want to introduce us because it was your choice? As much as I love it, it's, it's your, my it's choice. Your choice. Um, this afternoon's film is the nineteen eighty-five classic murder mystery Clue, based on the uh, was it, it Hasbro board game. I've got no idea who was the same mate. Well, the, the English version is Cluedo. It is, it's Cluedo, yes. Yes, the proper version. Um, I want, I've wanted to re, to redo this ever since we've been doing it. See, I don't podcast. remember doing it originally. I must, I'm assuming I've done it if you've said I have, but I don't remember doing you've it. You've done it on your own, but I've wanted to do it kind of a, as a two-hander Yeah. Um, from day one. I might have to go back and re-listen to it just out of interest. <laughs> just to see what I said about it, because I genuinely don't remember. I mean, it must have been a while ago. Um, okay, so I've written up some notes. Do you want to do, you wanna do your notes first? Not that you've got any, and then I'll do my notes. Yeah, um, this is kind of a... It's an old... It feels like an old-timey movie, but it feels... Mm. At the same time, it feels quite contemporary. Um, kind of a silly comedy based on a, based on a board game um, with some silly, very silly characters. Yes. Um, but... I saw this when it first came out, thirty-three years ago, mm. um, and I loved it then. I've seen it multiple times. It's one of my favourite films. Um, and I just enjoy it every time. Every time I watch it, I, I don't. I think it's a film you can never get bored of. You can never get bored of it, and it's it's one of those. Even though you're never gonna see, it's not gonna be one of those, one of those where you go, oh, I've never noticed that before. It still feels kind of fresh every time you watch it. Yeah. Um, I just can't get bored of it. Can't get bored. Because there's so much to enjoy about it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, So basically, as you say, it's based around the original board game um, where you have six people as you play as, you have six weapons and you have six dead bodies. Um, So arriving at a very nice house, and it is a very nice house in New England, in the middle of nowhere. It's an incredibly nice house. Um, Wadsworth, the butler, um, who I believe... How does it work in the game? Was there a butler involved in the game? I don't know. I think did did he have the ultimate? Did did the butler have the answers? I think maybe. Did you take the card? Did you take the card that was the actual? I don't know. It's See, been I that don't long. Remember how it works? I can't remember. It's been that long since I played Cluedo. I couldn't say. I don't remember how you work out who it, what we should really play. It, it was it was like, it was like an envelope with cards in. You chose the card. Yeah. At the beginning. 
and it had was, to work I don't remember board. how you worked it out though that's the thing was I think just, I think it was a process of elimination. Was it just a guessing game? Because it wasn't guess who. It was it was a process of elimination. So oh, I don't understand how it was a process of elimination. So uh, what? So you went round, you guessed which guy. Oh, that's right. You had one person who was nominated to look in it, and you would say in there with that this person, and that person would say you're right no. about the weapon, you're wrong about the person, you're wrong about the room. Yeah. And then that would lead to other people. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Now that I think about it. Yes. And we're probably completely wrong about that as Possibly, well, by the way. I'm sure that's how it works. Um, Don't quote us. Yeah. Go and but, play the game. Um, Wadsworth is basically the narrator of the piece. He, he's kind of the centrepiece. Yeah. And fantastically well cast in this <laughs> in this film. Um, he, he's, he's kind of, the, the, as I say, the centrepiece. He's the, he's the hub yeah. of, the, of the film. The one that keeps everything going. He's, he's the host, ultimately. Yeah. And as we like to find out, he is the host, um, literally. Well, is he? Yes. Well, we'll come on to that. Um, but he basically says to the group of people, "You're all being blackmailed. You're all being blackmailed by this bloke called Mister Body. And if you come to this house, you'll have an opportunity to basically confront him for what he's doing to you." There's a there's a great piece of casting here with Mister Body, by the way. Oh, the whole leaving thing. Yeah, Mister Body is leaving. Yes. Um, who I believe was in like MD forty five or something. He was, he was like a, he was a rock singer. Yeah, he was a, he was a musician, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Didn't he die quite soon afterwards? Um, let's have a look. I've got the IMDb page up. Mister Body, he's still alive. Oh, but somebody said yeah. he was dead. No. So that was the thing. His real name is Lee James Jude Capoeiro. Well, you would change it to Lee Bing, wouldn't you? Uh, he was. He was no, best known as the frontman for the seminal LA hardcore punk band Fear. He's also appeared in Flashdance, Streets of Fire, which was I think that was a John Travolta film. Possibly. Um, and Clue. Let's have a look. Streets of Fire. Where is he? I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. But I'm sure John Travolta was in this, and it was a piece of shit. <laughs> 1984. Rick Moranis was in it. Oh God! Looking. Willem back. Dafoe. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. He was not Bill Pullman. <laughs> but uh, he's sadly dead. Which was the one who stood up, stood up and said we're going to kick these aliens' asses in ID Four? That was Bill Pullman. That's it. Was Bill Paxton in Twister? He was. Yes. He was also in True Lies. He saw his ball in Twister. And Bill Paxton had the infamy of being the only person to be killed by the unholy trinity the predator the alien and the terminator ah. he was in the original terminator as one of the punks who was he in terminator what did he... he was one he was one of the gang at the beginning oh right okay fair play yeah there's no way yeah. i remember that yeah it's it's a very kind of blinking you'll miss it role but if yeah. you watch it again bill paxton and he got so he's be he's the only actor ever to have been killed by the, the alien, the predator, and the Terminator, which is uh, that's pretty yeah. hardcore. Yeah, but Bill Paxton's not all in very this. Unlucky. All very unlucky. Yeah, but but Bill Paxton's not in this. So as the story starts to progress, the bodies pile up, and they've got forty-five minutes before the police determine before the police arrive to determine who the murderer is, with what, and where. Although, as I've written in my notes, I'm not sure why 
the location mattered much. I'm not sure. You know, that doesn't seem to me to be an important part of it. Um, especially well, they were all were present when he died, so yeah, you would dream it was so much anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not really sure why that matters. Um, so, unlike before, I've not really written much about the story, because I don't think there is much to say about the storyline. It's a very, very simple storyline. Yeah, there's not much to it. I mean, really, by the time the 45-minute mark hits, you've pretty much... Worked out got the storyline over and done with really haven't yeah. you it's then just a case and I'm worried that this review isn't going to be that long but it just then starts to go into the, the, you know, the who's done it, done it um, area of it yeah but it's the who's done it bit that's, that's the best bit yes very much so um, I don't know what it, I don't know what age I was when I saw this um, I don't think I saw it nearly as young as you is um, but I did like it straight away and it is a classic su- Classic with a capital C, um, slapstick comedy that doesn't give you any time to breathe or question what's happening, and it just moves along at such a pace. It's a, I don't it's think that's a great pace. It's a, it really is. It just it barrels along. Yeah, and doesn't stop from like from the minute it, from the minute the like the credits are finished rolling. Doesn't stop until the end of the, until the credits at the end start rolling. Yeah, I mean I'm not the first person to say this, and I'm not the first person to try it. But I'm sure that there have been multiple people who've tried who've tried to turn this into a play into a stage play, because I think it works as a stage play. It and would work as a stage play because it's, it'd be, a, you know, you only need a couple of sets and you. Yeah, and it was probably I think the way the lines were delivered and how it was acted out, I think it probably was rehearsed in very, in very much a way that a play is rehearsed. I would imagine so. Um, um. You know, when, when especially when Wordsworth is telling people the reasons for the blackmail, it, it, it switches between the characters so quickly. Yeah. And there's just so much snappy dialogue that doesn't stop for a second. They have either shot this multiple times or they know it word for word, one of the two. And apparently there was, with some of the actors, there was quite a, quite a lot of, kind of improvisation. I... I'm not sure. Madeline Kahn, in particular, because Madeline Kahn was an amazing comedy actress. Yeah. Um, the flames on the face <laughs> was entirely improvised. Right. Okay. That wasn't in the script. So you know, people like it, she could she could do that type of thing, and it would be instant comedy gold. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to turn this into a quote fest, but it's gonna be. It, it's there are just so many good lines from this. Um, you know, it, it it it's difficult to pull out some of the best lines. I mean, because they're all so good. I mean, one of my particular favourites is where um, he didn't actually seem to like me that much. He had threatened in public to kill me. Why were you threatened to kill you in public? Why were you threatened to kill you in public? I think he threatened in public to kill her, and they all just <laughs> roll their eyes, and it's yeah, it's just brilliant. Um, and it's you know. It, it's just so. I've got, I don't want to just talk fa- all of the moment. One of my favourites is uh, Kayla Mustard goes, I'm just checking. Everything alright? Yep. Two corpses. Everything's, everything's fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> everything's not fine. Everything is clearly not fine. Um, and just, yeah, I don't. It's a difficult thing to say. It's a difficult film to talk about. I really want to talk about it more. And we will try and get at least half an hour out of this. But really, what it comes down to is it's a very simple premise. 
It's got what really what makes this good is the script and is the characters and the people who play them. Yeah, Um, I think this this is one of the most perfectly cast films I've ever seen. Yeah, every actor in it plays plays the role perfectly. Yeah. Um, Who's your favourite character? First of all, let's just get that out of the way. It's Watsworth, of course. It has to be Watsworth. Um, It's just. He get he gets the best lines, he, and his physical comedy is just top notch. His, his physical comedy is is superb. And Tim, I'm gonna name Tim Curry plays Wadsworth. If you, I mean, this is a film that's 34, 34 years, thirty three years old even. Um, so if you haven't seen it by now, you really should have. Yeah. Um, and you should know who Tim Curry is because he's an amazing actor. Um. And he really does get the best lines on this, and you've got to kind of feel that there was a there might have been a bit of jealousy from some of the other actors. You're like, why is he getting all the best lines? Because he, I just do think he has to. And it's just it's it's deadpan delivery as well, and you can imagine a lot of the actors just on set corpsing. Yes, you know throughout the film because Tim Curry's delivery is perfect. Mind you, they all are. To be fair, um, I. I, they're all very good comedy actors as well. It has to be said. There's, there's no surprises here. You're not gonna get Morgan Freeman popping up in a, in a surprise comedy role in this film. Every, it's all very capable comedy actors. Did you find it strange though to see Christopher Lloyd so young, considering how we're so used to him? In I mean, I've only I think the only Christopher Lloyd films I've seen other than this are, is the Back to the Future franchise. I grew up watching Taxi though. So, right, you know, before Back to the Future, before Clue, um, late seventies, when he, both him and Danny DeVito were very, very young, mm. um, so I grew up watching them in that. So it wasn't that odd for me to see him looking normal. Yeah. Um, because I'd I'd already seen it. Uh, no, I've I've not. I mean, the the reenactments that Tim Curry's when he's when he's dragging them all over the house and explaining how it all works and and how he works it all out. Um, I, I just just his line delivery is just it, it is it's good. It, it's better than good actually. It's amazing. It, it is it is, um, and it's a sight to behold as well. Because for me, if I was if I was kind of teaching someone how to act. Yeah. This is one of the performances I'd show them because it's it's impeccable and his timing on every line is I don't know if that's natural or if it's again rehearsed to death or you know a combination of the two but everything about this film works for me. And I don't think there's I don't think there's a bad a bad person in this. I don't think there's a bad actor or a bad actress, or a bad character in this No. Thing. They're all there for the right reasons, and they all work well um, together, I think. Um, they do. And even though it's not actors that you necessarily see together on screen, and this is the first combination of any of these actors I've seen, and they'll last as well, but they all worked so well together. It was like they'd been performing, you know, performing together for 30 years by this point, and it's a shame we didn't get to see them all in more films. Well, let, let's have a look at the, some of the actors. Let's go through the characters, because... Um, okay, so... Da, 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 right. Okay, so starting from the top. Um, 
Ellen Brennan, who played... Eileen Brennan. Eileen Brennan, rather, thank you. Who played um, Mrs. Peacock. Now, I've got to remember who Mrs. Peacock was. She was the really old woman. The really one. kind of old woman. Who had a funny, funny hat on her head. And glasses. Yes. Uh, very 50s glasses. What did you think of her in general? What did you think? Of her? What did you think? I, th- I think she's a, she's a good act- she's always been a good actress, uh, and I've seen her in obviously in more than just this. Um, and she's again very funny delivery. She gets some of the she does get some of the very good lines at the very beginning, but they all do. But yeah, she does get some of the some very good lines. Uh, Sally died in two thousand and thirteen. Grand old age of eighty. Good for her for lasting so long. Um, she was also in Murder by Death, which is a I've film we had to that, review. But I have heard about it. Um, it's very similar to this, but it came uh, six years, six or seven years before. Sorry, carry, sorry, carry um, on. Yeah, but she, kind of in her in her early years. I'm just going back to the kind of. 70s and 80s where she had some of her best work she was in Private Benjamin right okay as the captain oh Jesus was that her that was her blimey okay so you see how much of a difference there is Um, just looking through I mean she's She's one of these actors that, before it was fashionable to do so, she went backwards and forwards between movies and television. Right. Like, before that was even a thing. Okay. Yeah, because for a long time it was you that did one or the other, wasn't it? Yeah, and, you know, looking through through her kind of earlier roles, she goes from TV series to, t- to movie, TV series, movie, and she, she literally does yo-yo back and forth. Right. For her entire career, which is almost unheard of, you know, especially well these days, it's not so much unheard of because it's become the cool thing to go from movies to TV. Mm. Um, but certainly back then, it was it was rarer to get. You were either kind of one or the other, and there were there were a few actors like that, like Peter Falk, I'd say, was one where he he could switch between the two, but there were only a few. You know, the Clint Eastwood went very much went from being a TV actor to being solely right. okay. a, a movie actor. That was all he saw him in after mm. after he became big in movies. But she went backwards and forwards her entire career. Yeah, I found that quite admirable. No, no, good for her. Um, okay, so we've already spoken about Warsaw quite a bit, so we'll ignore him for the moment. Um, Madeleine Kahn as the as Mrs. White. Uh, Beautiful Madeline Khan, <laughs> how we miss her. Oh, she know what he said. Blimey. Okay. She's she died. Um, she died of cancer. Um, nearly twenty years ago. Oh, blimey. Yeah. Okay. Um, she is one. She's one of my favorite comedy actresses of all I time. I think she's one of the straightest characters in the whole film. She's very she, deadpan. She's she's always deadpan in any film role you see her in. Um, she's incredibly deadpan but she plays it so well and some of the noises that she makes yeah like I can't remember it specifically but there's a particular moment she's like Whoa! or something yeah, yeah. I don't remember but yeah um, um, and when she's talking about her husband and it's just um, like but your, your husband disappeared and he's like 
um, who was a ventriloquist. It was his job. Well, he never appeared. Well, he, he wasn't was a very a good one. Magician, um, yeah. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't a very good magician. Then, so he <laughs> yeah. was good. Um, again, this is just it. This is, it's just lines in this film. But ultimately, she was... She was a good straight man. Yeah, she was, she was an excellent straight man. And this playing against type as well, because she normally plays kind of the very funny, especially in Mel Brooks films, um, she, she always played the kind of the very funny, attractive woman right. um, that everyone was after. She was in Blazing Saddles. She was in... Let me just have a look. Um, Who's she playing Blazing Saddles? Then again, I don't she was, uh, she was Lily, Lily Von Strupp. Right. The German... German actress. That's not a racist name. <laughs> she was in, let's see, Bugs Life. Um, let's go back earlier. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. I'm just um, looking through a career. Yeah, Lily Von Stuck, that was her name. She was in Young Frankenstein. Um... The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes' smarter brother. That's not a made-up title, I swear. <laughs> um, History of the World Part 1. Amazing film. Very funny film. City Heat. That's a, another film, funny film. And she actually normally plays a very, a very funny, kind of... loud... you know... Act, Character, but apparently that was very much against type. She didn't. She wasn't like that in real life. I wouldn't think she was looking at it. She almost looks like she'd be very quiet, very. Uh, well, yeah. Mel Brooks always said she was very shy and retiring, like off off screen, mm. um, which was com- complete opposite of once the cameras were rolling. She was ah, she was big. She was large in life and very funny, very funny actress. Um, okay, so we've got Professor Plum, um, who was the he was a physician in this film, um, played by Mr. Lloyd. Um, he always ends up playing professors or doctors. Yeah, he sign. seems to be very good at that. Yeah, um, except in Piranha, he was he was I mean he was good in Piranha, but Piranha was just an overall bad film. I've never seen Piranha. <laughs> um, I mean, I liked him in this. I, I did like Christopher Lloyd in this. Um, he had he was very he, he was very good at his role. He worked for the UN, was that right? He, he played for yes, the UN. Yes, he yes, yes. UN rather. Um, um, for the for the who? Yes. The, the World, the World Health Organization. Organization. Yeah. Um, which is brilliant because he's Doctor, so Doctor Who. By the way, just on that note, you mentioned Doctor Who. Have you ever seen World War Z? No. Peter Capaldi's in it before he got the role of Doctor Who. Oh right, okay. In the in the end titles. His his creditor name is Who Doctor. Okay. Because he played a doctor from the World Health Organization. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Just almost a, a, yeah. Better yeah. stunt casting. <laughs> um. So yeah, he was he was um he was basically the physician on the on the in the cast who pronounced as who pronounced Mister Body as dead wrongly. R- yes, very <laughs> wrongly. In fact. Um, quite incorrect as it happens. Um, how he could get it wrong is anyone's guess. Um, well, he's he's not a doctor, doctor. Um, he's why did he get fired? Because he was bad at his job. You know the oh, thing in on the other side. You know that he patients. Yeah. Yes. Well, he did yeah. that. 
Um, Michael McKean as Mr. Green. Um, now, he was always someone I got confused with somebody else. And I can't remember who I'm getting confused with, but he was, um, he played the father in, of Logan Huntsberger in Gilmore Girls. And for years, I was convinced it's the same actor, but it's not. Are you not the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? No. No. Um, yeah, okay, so, uh, Mr. Green, he was... What did Mr. Green do? What was his, what was his role? Uh, he What's was... His job? He was the, um, the, the, the homosexual. No, no, but he had a... No, what was his specific job? A specific job, um... And Mr. 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 Green was yes, he was. He was suspected homosexual. Oh, no, he, in was, case he, wasn't. he was definitely homo- well. He said he was homosexual because that's why he was being blackmailed. But in one of the endings, he said he wasn't, and yes. he also said the reason he was being blackmailed. No, who see this is this is the problem with so many cast members who would be reported to the um, an American society. The House on American Society, that was Tim, yeah. that was Wadsworth's wife. That's right, yes. Which is a real thing, apparently. It was, yeah. It was House, a real on, thing. House on American Activities. Yeah. Or UHA. Um, anyone suspected of being a communist. Sorry, I'm not bored of what you're saying, I'm just tired. It was, all, it was a big thing in Hollywood where a lot of screenwriters were reported and actors. Have you seen um, Hail Caesar? By the Coen um, Brothers. No, but it's a film I do want to see at some point. And um, actually, deal, actually deals a lot with that the kind of the witch hunt around okay. the whole communism thing, and how people were perceived. Right. And um, uh, it was just a very strange time. <laughs> um. Okay. And again, I'm sorry that we're kind of rushing through this, folks. But the truth is, there's just not, there's not much to, to say. say. Um. So we got Colonel Mustard next. Um, who was the colonel? As his name would suggest. Perfectly played by Martin. Moore. Yes, he he is he is very he is very well chosen for this particular film. Yeah. Um, as the take charge. Yeah, the kind of, he he has to, you know, he has to be the one that that says, "Hang on, we need to do this and be scientific about it." Yes, and demanding information. He wants to take charge of the whole situation. Like, um, can you confirm? Is there anyone left in this building? Yes or no? Yes. So there is someone in this house, or there isn't someone in this house. No. No. Yes, there is. Or yeah. Or no, there isn't. Neither. Maybe. What? I mean, it's just yeah. yes. Um. Yeah. Um. The interplay between the each of the characters is great. Yeah, it really is. Uh, usually, when I watch a film, I think I, I sometimes look at a cast member and go. Uh, somebody else would have been better in your role. Hmm. I can't do that with this film. No, I can't imagine anyone else playing any of these roles. Yeah. Um, I really can't. Uh, I hope this is one that can never remake. I don't think they would. I really can't see them ever remaking. In fact, no, I'm sure a remake was planned. I'm sure I read somewhere they were, they were trying to, but I don't think they ever will to. I mean, I can't... Unless they magically brought back the cast, which obviously they can't given the two of them are dead. At I, least two. I don't see who could replace them, especially not Wadsworth. It'd probably yeah. be like Jim Carrey or something. Oh, God, that'd be awful. Or, um... Ricky Gervais. Possibly, yeah. Or Johnny Knoxville or something, I don't know. No, it'd have to be a British actor, because he's, he's a British butler. 
Yeah, but he doesn't have an English accent though with the film. So uh, have you, you ever heard Johnny Knoxville doing an English accent? Yeah, There's a reason yeah, you've never he heard it. Yeah, but he doesn't have an English accent in the film either. Yes, he Not does. really. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Never come came across as that much of an English accent for me. Um. So yeah, Colonel Mustard. What? Well, his his big secret was that he um. He sold the American secrets. Yes. And um, during the war. Yeah. Which is obviously, you know, something he really shouldn't have done. Yeah. Um, Especially not in Nazis. Like, yeah. You know, if you're going to sell war secrets, don't sell them to Nazis. Well, no, because he said that he didn't kill anyone. But um, but Mrs. White, sorry, Mrs. Peacock, rather, pointed out, um, well, a lot of our English, you know, a lot of our radio... A lot of our boys died yeah, because of your because actions. radios didn't work because you stole parts, because you sold, you sold them. Yeah. Um, so you were indirectly... Um, responsible for their deaths, rightly or wrongly, um, possibly rightly to be fair. Um, okay, so the last of the main actors that we've really got is Leslie, Leslie Warren. Ann Warren. What a, what a stunning I woman. don't get it. I don't get why. Like, I I don't know. I'm, what? I don't. I didn't find Miss Scarlet that attractive. I've got to say. Um, Did you prefer her best? If anything, I think I preferred. I think I preferred um, Madeline Kahn. <laughs> in a way, in in a sort of a in a very bizarre way, but bear with me here. There was a particular episode of um, Frasier mm. where Lilith, and I'm sure it's the episode where Lilith and Niall sleep together, and you see Lilith for the first time with her hair down, I'm not done up in a bun, mm. and suddenly it's like she's really pretty actually. Yeah, um, and in a way, I think Madeline Kahn was much more attractive than Scarlet's in this. I mean, it's unfair to say, but I remember on Filmsack, they said, was there an uglier cast than this one? Which I think is a bit unfair, really. I think that's a bit harsh. I think it is incredibly harsh, because Madeline Kahn was an attractive woman. Yeah. Le- Leslie Ann Warren is still an attractive woman. Um, As is Colleen Camp. Yeah. Um, Miss, Mrs. Scarlet was sort of the... She was a bit dim-witted, wasn't she? She was a bit she didn't, dim-witted. But she, she didn't seem to catch on to a lot of what other people were saying. She was a bit of a bad girl as well, though, I think. Um, well, she she ran a um, she ran a prostitution ring, basically, didn't she? She did. Um, um, which is how everyone else became involved. Yes. Um, and yeah, um, she was she was the um, I'm sure what was her name? Charlie Sheen. Got involved with in the nineties. Really? Heidi Fleiss. Do you like the nineteen fifties Heidi Fleiss? Not a clue what you're on about. I'll trust you on that. Heidi Fleiss ran a prostitution ring in Hollywood. Right. Charlie Sheen was a regular customer. Okay. Um. Obviously pre HIV. Right. Um. Possibly post. Who knows? I mean, I've got to say, on a side though, I don't think there's anything wrong with prostitution. To be perfectly honest with you. I, I don't. I th- as long as people are treated with respect and. I really think it should be made legal and done in a sensible way. But I mean, there's a subject. reason it's the world's oldest profession. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and there's a reason it will always be a profession, mm. um, rightly or wrongly. Yeah. But I'm with you on that. It should be, shouldn't be, shouldn't be against the law. So anyway. the final characters that we've really got, which we won't talk about too much because they're kind of somewhat incidental. Uh, we've got Colleen Camp, who plays a vet, uh, the waitress, uh, leaving as Mr. Body who actually is quite good, but again, he's not really that much. He's, um, he's, he's in there for five minutes at the beginning. Yeah. Um, his job is to be the body. 
Uh, you've got Bill Henderson who plays the cop, who's in it for li- for literally five minutes. James less than five minutes. Wheeled in the senior telegram, who was in it for maybe five seconds. Um, Jeffrey Kramer, who played the motorist. Um, Kelly Nakahara, who plays the cook. The cook. I, I don't remember a cook being in this. Yeah, do you not remember the cook? No. She was. They found her in the fridge. Oh yeah. She fell out the fridge. Um, she was barely in it, but you know, blinking you'll miss her. But she was in it nonetheless. Um, yeah. Okay. So, what makes the film memorable for me, anyway, is twofold. As we say, the dialogue is very quotable. It's very memorable, despite not having seen it for, for so many years. I still knew exactly what lines were coming up, and, and I could have watched it word for word. Yeah. And I'm sure you were the same. Beat for beat. I mean, um, when me, whenever me and my sister watch this, we know exactly what lines are coming up. Um, because we, we both grew up enjoying this film so much. In fact, I remember um, she bought me on DVD for my birthday. And I think my initial reaction was, where the hell did you get this? Yeah. Because um, I would not thought about it for years. But as soon as she bought it me, it was like, oh, I'm so pleased that you managed to get this. Um, the, other re- the other thing that really makes it so memorable... Is of course the alternative endings. Yeah, it could have happened this way, but no. Well, let's have a look at it in this direction yeah. as well. Um, I I really enjoyed that because it's. I think it's wonderful. People have tried to do it since and haven't managed to execute it with anywhere near the same skill. Yeah. Um, the alternative endings thing, and this was. I don't know if this was the first, but it's probably done it the best. Um. I, I think it was, and I mean, what they did, and you may have read this about the trivia um, on the trivia on IMDb, um, is when they first showed this in the cinemas in America. Um, it had, yeah, they put it, did, it had just ABC. one ending. Yeah, yeah, and it was only for the home video release that they put all three endings. And apparently, what people would do was they would go back and rewatch it, but just for the last ten minutes, just to, to see, see the alternative, alternative endings. endings yeah. Now, I can't. I don't know. I, the thing is, what I really wanted to do this morning again was sit back down, watch the film all over again, and then having watched all of the endings again and see if what Wadsworth was saying was actually correct and if people were, in fact, in the positions yeah. that they were in. I mean, um, I, 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 but I think the way it's presented, as far as I know, it was pretty much on the money. Yeah. Um, and it was correctly, you know... It, it was done right. What he was saying was was correct. Apart but, from the apart from the amount of bullets. Yeah, but that just led to the great comedy, that I'll tell you, <laughs> though, didn't it? Although again, I did try to count them because I knew that was coming up. I was like, yeah. Okay. And again, I, I, again, I love that line where he says one plus two plus two plus one, and um, I said no, it was only this amount. And uh, it's like <coughs> one plus one plus two plus one. Like, it's not a shift. There was one shot at Mr. Body in the City, two for Chan- Chandelier, two at the Lounge Door, and one for the Singing Telegram. That's not six. One plus two plus two plus one. No, there was only one shot that got the Chandelier. That's one plus two plus one plus one. Even if you were right, that would be one plus two one. plus two plus one. Not one plus two plus. Not one plus two plus. One plus one. I think you're getting some confused here. <laughs> yeah. Shut up! Either way, there's one bullet in the cage chamber and you're gonna get it! <laughs> um, yeah, um, did you did you count the amount of bullets? Yes, I did, and she was right. <laughs> there only were five bullets shot. There was one, as she said, at the chandelier, 
Um, there was one for Mr. Body. There was two for the door. Because, again, I counted that. It wasn't Reservoir Dogs ending here where they got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that was genuinely correct. Um, when they were trying to open the door with the screams of, um, open the door! I haven't, I haven't got the... Like, um, something like, I don't have the key to... I need the key to... Let us out, let us out, let us in, let us in! Oh, God, yeah. But anyway, um, I mean, I, as I said... I, but the thing is, I think in every single situation, I think all three of them were wrapped up correctly, and even yeah. one of those theories could have worked. Yeah. Um, which leads you to think, who was the who was it actually? Yeah, because who was it in reality? I mean, I think I'm, I'm almost tempted to include the um, the audio of the explanation. But the thing is, I don't think it works without the visual. It doesn't work without the visual, I don't think. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I'm probably, you know what, I'll probably include it anyway. And we've got, of course, it's, it is funny. We've got, of course, Mr. Green's last lines in the movie, which is, they all did it. But if you want to know who killed Mr. Body, ah, yes. I did. In the hall, with the revolver. Okay, Chief, take him away. And, and now I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I think the ending of the second one, like the Mounties, we always get our man. Mr. White was a... No, sorry. Um, She's a woman. Mrs. Peacock was a woman. Slap, slap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all three of them could have worked. I yeah. didn't notice any, any massive continuity. Although, if you look on the continuity section of it, it's so long. But I think in a film this complicated, you you can't blame them for making some mistakes. Um, I'm just trying to find it. Like the error, the trivia. It's not on the trivia, is it? Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. No, the goofs rather. Goofs. The goofs. That's it. Goofs. A lot of it, a lot of it still. Um, I'm just looking plot holes. Miscellaneous. Sorry, folks. Uh, we're busy studying IMDb pages. <laughs> that was it. The key is gone. Never mind about the key. Unlock the door. I can't unlock the door without the key. <laughs> that was it. Rodsworth, am I writing pink and there's nobody else in this house? Um, no. Then there is someone else in this house. Sorry, I said no, meaning yes. No, meaning yes. Look, I want a straight answer. Is there someone else in this house? Yes or no? No. No, there is or no, there isn't. Yes. And Please. then Mrs. White just throws a glass at the... At the um, and he's just like, shut, shut up! And it's just wonderful. Uh, what else have we got? It was going to come to this, let's be honest. Um, well, you, see, like, you see, like the Mounties, we always get our man. Mrs. Peacock is a man! Uh, what else have we got? Um, How many husbands have you had? Mine or other women's? Yours. Five. Five? Yes, just the five. Husbands should be like Kleenex. Soft, strong and disposable. <laughs> you all mention their deaths like a spider with flies. Flies... Fl- flies flies where men are most vulnerable. Right! Right. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Now there's one thing I don't understand. One, one thing? thing? <laughs> Three murders. Six altogether. This is getting serious. Um, 
hardly think you're in it. I hardly think it will enhance your reputation at the UN, Professor Plum, if it's revealed that you've implicated not only in adultery, but one of your patients, but in her death and the deaths of five other people. You know what kind of people they, they have at the UN? I might go open their estimation. And he's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're trying to work out. We're trying to find out who killed them, where, and with what. There's no need to shout. I'm not shouting. Or I am shouting. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. <laughs> Oh dear! Is there any point continuing? Because really, I think it's going to turn into a cool fest. How, we're going to be how here. How long have we been going? Well, we've got forty minutes. That's more than a yeah, fucking bad. Actually, um, I, I think what's to be said for this film is it's it is a classic for all the right reasons. It's a film that you can go back to numerous times, and I don't think you'll ever be bored. Just a little bit of trivia here. Um, okay. This is on the IMDb page. This was actually the first live-action Hollywood film that was based on a, on a game of any type. Okay. Video war board. I think it's by far the best. If you, I've never seen Battleship. That's probably good. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it really is awful. Does anybody say you sent my Battleship at any point? No. That's a shame. I, I don't think any, I, don't, I don't want to see it then, frankly. I don't if, think no it, says, I, if, if no one says you sunk my Battleship, I don't want to watch it. I'm not sure any Battleships actually get sunk. Oh, that's it bears no resemblance whatsoever to the board game. Don't be wrong, Liam Neeson's fucking epic, isn't he? <laughs> but that's because he's Liam Neeson, goddammit. Well, Liam Neeson's as good as anything, really. Yeah. Oh, um, he's got to stop going on holiday. Yeah, he really does. He's, his wife keeps on getting kidnapped. And his daughter, wasn't and his it? His daughter. daughter um, yeah, I, I mean, he got kidnapped in the last one. And the thing is, I think the other thing about this film that's got to be said is it's not overly offensive. There's it's not, no swearing in it, from what I recall. There's no. There's mild swearing, I'd say. I don't remember there being any of that bad language. Um, and honestly, I think it is a film that you can watch any age. Uh, yeah, and at any time, you know, it's a film. Yeah, rather like Mean Girls, it's a film that you can come you home. Keep to on referencing Mean Girls. I think Mean Girls. Something. Because Mean Girls is awesome. It, it is like Mean Girls in the sense of that you can go to the park. It's not like Mean Girls. Mean Girls, no, it was just bear with me here. Mean Girls is a great film to go out with your mates, get drunk, and then come back and slip it in, slip it in the DVD and watch it. Because it's just watchable in that regard. <laughs> and so is this film! What? Do you want to explain that now? Oh, please. Oh, shut up. I just got it then. No, I didn't mean slip it into Mean Girls. Oh, throw up. That's, I'm... Shut up! <laughs> Sorry, folks. Just my, uh, just my imagination. Childish sense of humour. We are watching Mean Girls at some point, and then the phrase "On Wednesdays we will pink" will mean something to you. Sorry, you're the one who said it's a great movie to go out with your mates and then slip it in. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's brilliant. You get your mates around. You all get a bit too tipsy, and you sit around your sofa. You slip it in, you, and, you all, and you all have a good laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I think that's a good note to end on. Uh, it's probably a bad note to end on, but yeah, a good way to. Yeah. It's a classic for all the right reasons. It is a classic it for all the right reasons. It did well in the sin of small accounts. But then again. I think what film, I mean, what films did? You know, you look at the likes of Star, you know, the likes of Star Wars, but you look at the likes of Terminator didn't do well in the cinema. Found audience in the home in the home video market. Um, a lot of the eighties films, Evil Dead, did well on the home video market because people would 
I think they do well on repeat viewing, ultimately. Yeah. I mean, um... I, I think, as we said the other day, it's very much a product of its time, in yeah. the sense of its generation. Um, it's like, I, 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 you may or may not agree with me on this one, uh, again, but it's very reminiscent of Bugsy Malone. Yeah. It means something to people of a certain age. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you grow up in, in a certain... In, I mean, 90s kids might not get it, you know. Yeah. I'm not sure if my 17-year-old my stepson would... Um, he'd probably love it. Mm. But, uh, again, I'm I not, mean, I mean, briefly... Because it might be a generational thing. You know, I mean, an almost, almost in- integrating clue with Bugs Malone. Um, I remember when I was in secondary school and we found out that we got the rights to do Bugsy Malone as a stage play. I was like, this is fucking awesome! We've actually got the rights to do Bugsy as a play. This is amazing. And I would have loved to... I mean, I, I wasn't in it, just for the record. I, I think I did uh, the, the lighting and stagehand and stuff on it. I, I wasn't actually in the play. You, you were the crew. I, I can't act to save my life for a start. Um, but it was amazing to get the rights to that. And I would have loved to have done Clue as a stage play. I'd have loved to have done that just for the Crystal Pie fights. Indeed. Yes, that just looks so much fun. Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, sorry this was a... Bit of a non episode, really. I, mean, I, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd say you know, it's not really a non episode because it's we've both enjoyed rewatching the movie. Yes, we have, and that's kind uh, of the point. Really, you, what I'd say is, if you've seen this in the past, you know exactly what we're talking about, and it's not, not going to hold any surprises for you. But go back and watch it because it's worth watching. Again yeah. and again and again. It's just, it's really enjoyable. If you've never seen it, what the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> Go and watch it. Um, and enjoy yourself. Because it's just it's 90 minutes of escapism. Yes. And it's silliness. And it, it is silly for the sake of being silly. But at the same time, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyably silly. It's not, you know, it's silly without any reason. Yeah, it's got an actual pl- it's got an actual plot things it, it may be and it is and as I say I think it is so rare to find films that don't have to rely on swearing that don't have to rely on gross out humour or violence and it's incredibly well written as well yeah I mean I, I there's not many films in this day I hate saying in this not day just age, in this day and age though in any in day general, and age yeah that just don't. I mean, I said this. I said this to Derek a few weeks ago. It upsets me that we are starting to see the older generation of actors who are who are dying or are due to die. Yeah, they, they are. There's no getting away from that. Unfortunately, and the yeah. problem is, I know who's going to exactly. I don't know who's going to replace these actors now. Yeah. Who's going to replace Bert Reynolds? Who's going to replace Dame Maggie Smith? You know, yeah. I don't see how these people are replaceable. It's certainly not going to be frigging well. Kieran Knightley. Um. Yeah. Actually, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, Lily Collins. I think she's a good actress, actually. But you get my points. There's nobody. There can't be nobody to replace Judy Dench. Yeah. Indeed. J- Dame, yeah. Judy Dench. Absolutely. So you know, um, you get you do get actors like Tim Curry, who you know suffered. It's a severe stroke a few years ago. Oh, um, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, th- I don't think he's retired from acting, but he's certainly he's, he's not been in anything for a while. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that thing you hit me like a sledgehammer when I heard it. Um, yeah. 
and you're right. There's there's gonna be nobody coming through that can quite replace them. You're gonna have kind of people who people who can do similar to them, but they're not gonna. It's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna I be diet coke. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's the same thing, but can you imagine anybody else? But um, and I've forgotten his name now, so it's gonna be really embarrassing. What film? Uh, James L. Jones. Anybody else playing Darth Vader as him? As his well, voice? he only did the voice. Although I suppose... Is Darth Vader technically out of the films now? Is he out of canon? I don't, no, he's not out of canon, but, he, but James L. Jones... No, he is. He wasn't in the newer films, was he? No, because he, he died at the end matter. of the third one. Yes, it doesn't even matter anymore. Right, ignore that completely. Um, that's the film we have to review, coming to, coming to America. Where did that come from? Because James L. Jones is in it. Yes, he's in it, but and, and, there's, and, and, there's, and there's a great line from um, Coming to America, which is basically directly lifted um, from Star Wars. Uh, I can't remember specifically what the line is. Um, I can't. Although it does tie in as well with another film we were talking about yesterday, Trading Places. Yes, it does, of course, because of Eddie Murphy. Yeah. No, not just because of Eddie Murphy. Because of the two characters in it. That, he get, that Prince Hakeem gives money to. Yes. The Duke Brothers. Yes. Yes, that's true. That's true. Anyway, I'm going to press the stop button now. Um, we are going to try and get back on... Are we going to try and get back onto a two two per month basis again? I think so. Um, we've had our summer holiday. We have. And the summer sucked, frankly. Yeah, it was too hot. It was too hot. Yeah. Um, For you people, by the way, I should, should point out here, he's pale and ginger, I'm pale and blonde. Doesn't work well in summer. No, we don't do summer. As a ginga, I don't do summer very I, well. I don't sound like turn pink and peel. <laughs> and I just avoid the sun altogether. Right, we're going to go. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Into Sunday Afternoon Cinema, which is a recorded podcast. The podcast was hosted by myself and Mike Larkin. The podcast was recorded, produced, and edited by myself, Christopher Winter. If you've liked what you've heard, please consider subscribing on iTunes or following on SoundCloud. Thank you for listening.